0: Hello everybody, my name is Christopher Thomas-Plant. My name is Russ Frushting. And welcome to the Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest. This week is video game season, baby. We're talking about all the big announcements, the ones that are actually out in the world, and the rumored ones to come. We have the PlayStation Games event that happened last week, we have a new Assassin's Creed, and we have some predictions of what people will be talking about over June and July, maybe even a little bit of August. But before we get into that, Fresh, I I needed help. Oh no! No, it's not like it's not serious, or maybe it is deadly serious, depending on how much you care about the video game industry. I think we've hit the end of gamers. And like I, as a concept? I, no, like I think we need a new word. The Zelda, the new Zelda game is out in the world, right? Sure. More people are happily buzzing away on their Nintendo Switches than ever before. Gaming, you know, the New York Times writing about it. I did a a hit on NPR. I don't want to brag, but I did. You're always on like BBC or I don't know. You know, spreading the the word. Yeah, we're all spreading the gospel. But we have to keep talking about gamers, I mean we don't have to. But we do, right? Like everybody's like asking us questions about the gamers. And nobody asks about the 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 movie The the movies. The movie is they're the TV You know, there's just people. Yeah. Right? Maybe you're a film goer or a cinephile. Okay. But but as a a gamer, it doesn't work for me. So I thought maybe you could help me come up with a new term. Sure. Uh Gamers with a Z? That is, that is good. I was thinking gamers with a S, S, but the S is a money sign. Ooh. Yeah. W- I, we could also do something like an acronym, like Gino, like gamer in name only.
1: Oh, God.
0: That, that's more like,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. Does but... that feel
0: like it's like an Asus product that I just I mean, launched? It
1: reminded me of, yeah, politics is what it is
0: did so oh yeah 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 that i could see how that's actually a pretty big problem (laughs) i hate
1: labeling things is like why does it your your point about move like no one says i'm a cinephile with any sort of straight face maybe you do but most people don't so i hate the idea that we feel like we need a like single word to identify a person who plays
0: games should we just call them people
1: yeah but people with a z
0: Okay, we did it. Everyone, you're people with a Z. You, I'm sure everyone can sense right now that this is the uh, the voice of people who've been playing way too much Zelda. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, look like at that. People with a Z, games. yeah. That must be it. Oh, there we go. And um, and that we're we're going to still muscle through. We are here to have a very exciting and entertaining podcast, and it starts right after this commercial break. Okay, we're back. And I have like a thousand times more energy now that we solved one of life's great questions of how do you rebrand gamers. There was a PlayStation event. And speaking of gamers, this to me was an event for gamers with a capital G. It was for the people with a Z. It was for the people with a Z. There was so, so many shooters so many extraction shooters, the return of some big franchises. So I've put together a few different topics that I want to run through and kind of pick your brain on. Okay. See, one, what do you think about PlayStation's, I guess, E3 replacement? And two, what it kind of tells us about the state of games? Um, because that that's what E3 used to do for us. You used to be able to go to these and be like, hey, I have a fresh idea of the direction video gaming is going for the next year and change. Yeah. The first thing I noticed from this from this presentation, a lot of new looks for old things. So taking like a thing that we're familiar with and being like, "What if we do that again, but different this time?"
1: Yeah, but that's been happening. I mean, you're so the example that springs to mind is what Metal Gear Solid Three so, being
0: remade. So that yes, that that I'm familiar Marathon. with that right? Marathon is coming back. But I also mean like Hell Divers, a, a top-down like co-op shooter thing yeah. is now a third-person shooter.
1: Do we know for sure it's a third-person shooter, or is it just? I mean, like, is that just a trail that
0: really looks like a third-person shooter? <laughs> I thought maybe they cut it in such a way to make it look uh, like that, but you could be right. No, I th- I think so. Or or another one is um one of the uh, people behind Journey is making what looks like Journey on a sword. Right That was the Abzu, the... Abzu yeah. uh developer, right? right, 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 right. Um, there's like so
1: your your point is there are games that are being that are coming out that are using other popular games as sort of launch pads to
0: come out and be successful. well, I, I, I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is it's like we can't do the thing we did last time. <laughs> For any variety of reasons. We can't do Helldivers again the exact way we did because top-down shooters just aren't sellable. Sure. We want to keep that franchise so it's third person now. We can't make Journey 2 because we quite literally don't own the rights to it. So we're going to make something that looks an awful lot like Journey. but Yeah, with and, a, and Abzu with right. sand. And but Abzu, it does look yeah, like... yeah. 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 That, that yeah that's true. Um, and then uh, there is Jade Raymond has a new game coming out for folks who don't know Jade Raymond was one of the producers on the original Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is has a game that I thought was a sequel to uh, what's uh, Watch Dogs. I was confident it was Watch Dogs and it turns out it is not Watch Dogs. No, it's called Fair Games with an a money sign S at the end. Yeah. And this is also interesting because – talk about a a new look for an old thing. So Jade Raymond has been – I think this is the third project that she has been on since leaving Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, She was working on projects at EA and then uh, now defunct Stadia and now this. Um, So this is – yeah, right. Looks like Watch Dogs and who knows what else. I, I really have no idea what to make of this game. Other than it's like heist where you steal from the rich and give to the poor.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. that was my interpretation Basically, as
0: well. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I, I, I guess maybe what I'm searching for here is we're not just in the era of the remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 or the reboot of Marathon. We're in the era of we will bend IP to our whim uh, to eventually get what we need um yeah
1: I, I mean i it just feels like <clears throat> you know when uh, when gta came out saints row came after it and mm-hmm. i think this is not uncommon where you know popular games or even like critically accla- acclaimed games like journey act as like eventual springing off points for new franchises or new ip were you so-
0: surprised to see this happen with splatoon though
1: yeah that was shocking I my immediate thought so this there's a game called foam star which I guess is a multiplayer shooter where you shoot foam and my immediate thought was I thought it was like a battle royale like Fortnite knockoff but no it's actually closer to splatoon but with foam and I just like I'm trying to imagine a scenario where I'm at a party and I'm like oh yeah I've been playing foam
0: star (laughs) (laughs) i mean it, it, hey it looks good i'm definitely it, it curious looks about very silly star. and I, li- it looks, I like
1: how bright it is
0: yeah the characters look more like anime idols um i'm, I'm curious about it okay l- l- let's talk about something that i guess is like way more familiar spider-man 2 this this to me was like the big showpiece of yes. the episode um and of the presentation yeah yeah and how okay? How how did this hit you? What what did you think when you saw this? Because I think like I have a very a different take than than most people here.
1: Okay, so Spider Man shows up. My immediate thought is it looks very pretty, but my second thought is I kind of feel like I played this game already a little bit. Which, to be fair, it's a sequel, but it you know it works on a lot of the same building blocks of the previous Spider-Man game, obviously more features and yeah, you get like a glider. But then my third thought was it's going to be really really hard for me to get into another open world game as much as I've been into Zelda because it allows for so much freedom. I think I will love this game. I think I'll have a lot of fun with it. But I it's hard for me to imagine like sinking as much time into another open world game now, which it maybe is moot because, like, this game isn't going to come out until the fall anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it does one thing completely differently in that it goes for the uncharted cinematic approach, right? Yeah, so but it, the it...
1: but the Spider-Man games, like the first one, and and Miles Morales did that too to some extent.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But well, I'm okay. So what I'm saying is, in this trailer, we see well, one you can swap between Spider-Man right now. Sure, you can swap between Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Peter Parker is now symbiote suit Spider Man. Yes. So, like the black, black suit, suit that's like yep. gets to be, you He's know, points jerk. toward Venom. Yeah. Evil, evil ish Spider Man. And um, they are fighting, or I guess competing with Craven the Hunter, who I guess has come to New York City to hunt like all the supervillains and superheroes. And he's trying to protect the supervillains. That's the sense you get from from this excerpt. Uh, Craven the Hunter seems to be going after. Um, oh my gosh, the crocodile, the lizard, lizard. Sure, um, <laughs> I wanted to say Doc Croc, which is a hundred percent not right. Um, Close, <laughs> but 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 but. Yeah, where it, there's a a little bit of open world stuff that they show and and now it seems like basically Spider-Man can basically fly. I mean, wingsuiting all yeah. through the city, um so much faster than the <laughs> Very previous Just day. Cause. Very Just Cause. Um it but then once we get to the, like the kind of showdown, it triggers this very cinematic on-real sequence in which Spider-Man is being is chasing um, Craven the Hunters, henchmen who are flying aerial drones and like, I don't know, helicopters and boats and all sorts of stuff through the Hudson. Um, and it looks I mean, it looks like an uncharted cinematic sequence. It, it does yeah. not look like a open world moment.
1: Yeah. And again, I would say like like the beginning of Miles Morales has like a 10 minute long one of those. Yeah. I think it's the only one in the whole game. So it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there's one or two of these in,
0: in um, Spider-Man 2. But I don't think it's going to be a main focus. See, the reason I wonder if they'll go for that more is like that is what distinguishes it from the Zeldas. I, I personally, this is not my like taste. I don't really like the play a movie type of video game. Sure. But that said, a, a ton of people do. I am definitely the minority there. And I know this is a problem that we've actually run into with Horizon Zero Dawn and, and the other Naughty Dog games on this show. Um, is that more people than not prefer this sort of thing. And I think there are obviously a ton of people who love Zelda. But I do think there is a very large audience that is maybe bouncing off of Zelda, if they've even tried it yet. Because it is so open... And because it does ask so much of its player. And to me, like, Spider-Man 2 represents the quintessential triple-A game that asks effectively nothing of the player. Like, it is it is candy. And I say that in, like, the kindest and most flattering way. Like, it's really good candy um, where you just zip around New York and it's you only need to hit a couple of buttons and it'll take care of the rest for you. Yeah, um,
1: I mean, well it's funny first of all, it's funny you mentioned Horizon cuz I don't consider Horizon to be like a playable movie mm-hmm. because a lot of that's like when it does do cutscenes they're non-interactive. When you're playing the the gameplay is pretty consistent. So, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily like put that, but Uncharted definitely is like in that milieu. I think Spider-Man will do some of that, but here's the problem. Those sequences are way more expensive than just the traditional, like, open-world mission where you have to, like, catch a guy who's driving away, and blah, 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 blah. So there's really... You have to, like, triage pretty heavily unless you're making, like, a fully linear game, like an Uncharted, where you can do more of those. But, I, you know, it's possible because they're working with an expanded map that they already made. They'll have more bandwidth to do that sort of thing. But I don't think there's
0: going to be, like... Tons of them. I think maybe three or four over the whole game. Yeah, I'm very curious how they play with the map this time around because I think Zelda has been a really great example of repurposing an established map, but also, you know, modifying it quite heavily into being something kind of different. And I don't know how much you can fuss with the landscape of New York to make it feel like you're swinging around a different place. Maybe also yeah, that th- doesn't matter. I mean, they matter. did
1: a little bit in Miles Morales because it was around Christmas time. So they yeah. were little, like branded or with the snow and everything like that. Um, and obviously here they're introducing like Queens and so there's new areas. Yeah, and but if you're you can right, fly and stuff like yeah. that,
0: maybe it's more about like the feel of getting around is so different that the actual geography in the landscape, the topography, there we go. It, it doesn't matter if it's, it's all kind of the same. Um, Yeah,
1: I mean, I I certainly am a little worried about that as well, because I've spent so much time playing games set in New York City, especially like the original Spider-Man and Miles Morales. So it's hard for me to imagine, like, getting as jazzed about it. But again, maybe they have
0: something here. Yeah, I'm very curious what the investment is on Spider-Man 3 after this, because Sony now has finally made good on the thing that they've tried to do for decades, which is make video games that become IP that they can turn into movies and TV shows, right? And they have just this year, Last of Us, and, uh, oh, geez, Twisted Metal coming yep. out soon, um, and the Gran Turismo movie. And I don't know what they're getting from the Spider-Man IP by doing a game like this when it's not an IP that they necessarily own forever i mean they kind of did there's that's all its own funky thing but like i can't imagine they're going to convert the spider-man games into movie adaptations of those games
1: no i i don't think they will i think if anything the next spider-man game could be a spider-verse game which would make total sense mm. um i don't think it's an issue because spider-man is such like a ubiquitous character that the MCU Spider-Man might as well be this same Spider-Man, even though it's not. Um, it does, you know it all kind of promotes the same thing, and obviously they get a chunk of the spider of the MCU money, so they don't really care. So long as Spider-Man's in the zeitgeist, they're winning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But
1: I would play the fuck out of a Spider-Verse game. Holy shit! Like,
0: yeah, that you know, does I, sound... I
1: liked Miles Morales a lot, but like seeing the aesthetic of Spider-Verse. And not only that, they just added Spider Verse characters into Fortnite. So I've like seen it in a video game how good it can look, and it would it would totally fucking rule.
0: Yeah, that 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 is a very good point. Um, and unfortunately, probably like four or five years away. Um, okay, Project Q. Yeah, what... how does this not have a name? I don't know. I may, uh, is it going to come out as Project Q? Okay, for people who don't know, Project Q is the streaming only handheld PlayStation handheld, but it's very confusing because it streams off your PlayStation. But yeah. does it stream from anywhere else? Uh, I don't. Th- I think the whole
1: idea is that it's creating a direct connection to your PlayStation, like, locally, I think, but maybe it allows for an internet connection to, like, hook into, like, in the way that remote play, I can, like, hook into remote play, theoretically, over the internet, anywhere. Yeah. The connection will be bad, but... So, but I think this, the intention of this is to basically recreate the experience of... that you have on the Switch, which is, I'm in my living room... Maybe the PS5 is around the corner, and maybe I want to watch something on Netflix. So I'm going to play PlayStation 5 games in my hand without dominating a
0: TV. This which... is absolutely bizarre to me. Because yeah. the, the, the the weird thing about it, and I think you can play your own PlayStation games via Wi-Fi outside of your house. I think like if- You
1: can. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now you
0: can do that. Yes. yes you know, when I think you'll be able to on this device. Yeah. What's weird to me about this device is it does so much less. It seems to be doing so much less than like your phone, which you yeah. already own and which you can put control sticks on. Um, because right. everything streaming from your your PlayStation library to a screen, you can do that right now. You don't need to wait for this thing. And you could also stream PS Now. You could stream. Xbox Game Pass, you can stream any number of things.
1: I'm going to make a bold statement and say, does the Vita do more than this thing does?
0: It's a very fair question. Very <laughs> fair. Because the Vita
1: can run games locally, it can play remote play. I guess it
0: doesn't have two triggers, so there's that. Yeah. I do not know. It is baffling to me. Uh, it looks kind of cool. I'll, I'll it, give it that. It looks like, neat, it, it, but like Logitech has, is it the Jeep? something Uh, yeah the g cloud or yeah there there are already systems out in the world doing this exact thing um and that is why i'm just very very confused there's kind of a a long history of sony doing this where they're making something very expensive but it's really unclear who the audience is and and i say expensive i don't know the cost of the project queue so Who knows there? But in the past, they made, like, the PlayStation 3D TV or any of the PlayStation-focused headsets, in in which they also announced a new pair of those earbud versions. And it's this weird idea of we're going to sell you something that you could just buy a normal version of that has more features, or you can buy it basically designed with your PlayStation in mind. And, like, people... Do that,
1: like people like the PlayStation branding, and and will buy just for the brand in the way they do have, Supreme or whatever.
0: Have any of those products done that well? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I just found this this whole pitch extremely weird. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say: if it if it worked
1: like flawlessly mm-hmm. to the point where there was no connection issues and it felt like I was playing PlayStation Five games in my hands. It's something that I'd be like kind of interested, obviously price dependent, but kind of interested in because a lot of my time on the couch is with the Steam Deck and the Switch and not with the PlayStation, even though I could theoretically set up the, you know, Steam Deck with whatever apps to like stream it in. But if it was flawless on this device, I'd be kind of interested in it. But I've had like a ton of issues with the remote play in general, getting it to move, Mm -hmm. getting it to work like smoothly. So I'm, very skeptical but i'll check it out i mean i like it kind of
0: conceptually but i would also like a vita 2 at this point yeah i that's the bummer is it seems safe to assume that that's not coming
1: no yeah um
0: uh any any stuff from this that you're like especially looking forward to
1: oh yeah uh i mean we kind of briefly touched on it but the metal gear solid three remake which Mm -hmm. i guess is now called metal gear solid delta
0: i think so yeah
1: it's a triangle. It's I guess that's Delta. Um, I don't know why it's Delta, because I guess it would be like... Three sides. It, Alpha.
0: Right? Three sides. Metal Gear Solid 3. Triangle. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Maybe. Um, yeah. So the, the, for people that are not aware, Metal Gear Solid 3 is Snake Eater, which third game, obviously, in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, but the original game from a timeline perspective for the franchise so this is the dawn of like big boss his origin story it's my favorite metal gear solid game by far it's tremendous and even the original which they're re-releasing in august finally like actually coming to storefronts again um i think holds up really well but there's also a ton of ways that this game could be evolved in like really sick awesome ways and i'm Super, super pumped to uh, see more of it. I don't know who's developing this, which is kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, that that is the question around it. It is Konami. But... the Well, Konami, but like, is there a developer? Right, but I mean, so when I say Konami, I mean uh, Hideo Kojima is not involved. Yeah, uh, which is, I get.
1: Like, he's not going to be working on any Metal Gear Solid games anymore. Right,
0: Um, but I I would be more skeptical of this project just because, you know... They have not made. Konami has not made a lot of new big games in a while. Right. But the new, um, the new Silent Hill looks so interesting. That yeah. I uh,
1: right. That's true.
0: I'm. I. I feel like I can at least see this being promising. Like it may, maybe they will put it together. Maybe it'll be something special.
1: I'm looking at a list of Konami releases and going back.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, look, they've been making a lot of pachinko money, so That's, good on them. I'm happy for them. Um, but, yeah. It's, but they haven't it's been, been is in, involved in the video game business. Um, well, I mean, they're making video games. They're yeah. just making the ones that make them gobs and gobs of money. Right, right. Um, <laughs> stuff I'm interested in, I, Dragon's Dogma 2. I feel like Dragon's Dogma has become this cult hit over the years. Yeah, it's a very weird. R- tell people what this game is because it's very odd. I don't even know how to describe like, it. I mean, it's a fantasy role playing game, but it was kind of poking at. I would say some of the ideas that Elden Ring loosely got at later on in terms of its openness. I don't know. I don't really don't know a good way of describing this game. I was not able to play more than ten hours of it because it's on like. Difficult to get into. It was rough around the edges. Um, yeah, but I think I, I Justin guess, got pretty into it. Maybe I know Justin
1: got into it. I think the the differentiating factors were about the idea that you could like hire and create these very detailed like custom characters that uh, had like personalities, and you could like customize them in the way you could the player character, and like you had like, a lot of control over that. And also it did um, like giant monster battles really well. So you'd be fighting like a giant dragon or something and you'd climb on it and and stuff like that. But yeah, I never played a ton of it, but I do know that a lot of people are very into it. And honestly, it's cool to see Capcom taking more swings. They've been, I think, hitting on a lot of really great cylinders the last few years. And I'd be really curious to see uh, how they can sort of convey that into um a franchise that effectively has been dead for pff,
0: 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also curious about Phantom Blade Zero, which yeah. I loved watching the Twitch chat when this game was shown because uh, everyone was assigning their favorite franchise to it before the title's name was revealed. Like I saw people been like, "Wow, this is definitely Sekiro." Oh no, no, this is definitely the next Souls game. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, this is like a Bloodborne game and it's moving to, I don't know, Feudal Japan or something.
1: Yeah, I thought it goes to Shishima at one point. Yeah, people like, are
0: bouncing all over. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, about all I feel like we can comfortably say is it looks like a Souls type of game with really, really cool combat.
1: Like yeah.
0: Some re- especially group combat. Um, there's a number of like sword animations where the character, like, guess is the samurai is like lunging between multiple enemies at the same time and like parrying off of a series of attacks in one swift animation it looks just really impressive i have no idea how they were pulling off some of the animations
1: yeah it looks very very cool um i don't you know it reminded me of what was the game we just played that was like a souls like game on game pass
0: Mm, oh yeah that game i enjoyed that game
1: what was that called
0: <laughs> you know that game <laughs> it'll come to me oh, boy. End, best games of 2023 <laughs> yeah
1: it was, it was on your list um it, it, just looking at it, it reminded me the pacing reminded me of that game because it was very fast
0: yeah uh that was uh Wo long fallen dynasty Rolong, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, right. yeah 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 Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about it. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, that's actually a good excuse for us to hop to the next segment because I, it kind of fits into a larger question I have about what the hell is going on with the video game industry without E3. So how about we take a quick break? I'm going to get some water and we can come right back. Sounds good. Okay, we're back. E3 is dead. The Summer Gamings Fest waits with knives ready to carve up the carcass and, and make the most of this opportunity. Jeff Keighley's smiling, you know, trickles of Cheeto blood dripping down his lips. Um, what a weird time it is. That's, that is my, honestly, huge takeaway from both the Sony event and what we see coming along, what really struck me in the Sony event was how many mid-budget, I don't know if we can even, not indies, but just mid-tier games. I mean, you're talking
1: about, we've talked about this in the past,
0: yeah. you're talking about like the Devolver tier of game. Yes, and, and that is Devolver, but also, so what I jotted down from, from just the PlayStation event we have everything that we had talked about already. We also saw um, the Plucky Squire, which was like a 2D platformer that becomes a 3D platformer. We saw yep. Tear Down, which is a game that you and I both love. Yes. Um, Neva, which is a new game from the Grizz team. Um, we saw two sequels: Talos Principle Two or Talos Principle Two, and Ghost Runner Two. And then we saw the kind of spiritual follow-up to Night in the Woods, which is Revenant Hill. Now. All of those games look really great. They look very, very promising. They also look like the sort of stuff that even five years ago would have been in the PC gamer showcase, <laughs> you know, of E3. That's a that's a burn, is what no, that is, Chris Payan. I, I don't know, and, and no, but let me let me let me be clear. That isn't to say like Sony can't get good things. That is to say these are becoming the dominant players in video games. Yeah, because you can't sustain.
1: You know, Sony isn't putting out eight exclusives a year anymore. They're right. putting out maybe three,
0: and, and these these games are making money. Yeah, you know, like when when Ghost Runner One or whatever appeared in PC Gamer, assuming that's where it appeared. You know, it doesn't have all of the money it made off of Ghost Runner 1. Right. Now, these games, uh, you know, are considerably more ambitious. I mean, Ghost Runner opens with what looks like a CGI trailer, right? Yeah. Um, It's interesting to see these sorts of studios getting real money thanks to the kind of digital marketplaces and then putting it back into more and more ambitious games. And then, yeah, at the same time, seeing AAA be in a position where, wow, it's really hard for them to make any investment. (laughs) You know, we, uh, alongside this, saw what I would call the great shrinking of AAA, which is there was no EA game during this event. There was, uh, was there an Activision game? And there was Destiny stuff, but that's now owned by Sony. Right. And then there was one Ubisoft game, which was Assassin's Creed Mirage, which... I mean that's a whole different weird thing for us to kind of unpack. Yeah, <laughs> sure. um, yeah. I don't know. It it, it it watching this just felt like I was. Again, we we've we've seen this change coming, but this for me is when it felt very real. Like, oh, this is just what the future of of video games look like. The other thing I would point out is there just weren't many exclusives in general for yeah. Sony on this. I think practically. Like the vast majority of what we saw is going to be on any platform.
1: I think it's Spider Man might have been the oh, and Hell Divers probably is exclusive. I think that might be it. Yeah,
0: and and I know Spider Man is now on PC. The original Spider Man eventually yeah, and PC. and
1: this will definitely come to PC as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean this is just the way things are changing. I think part of it was the that presentation was just like very weirdly structured such that like very little context was provided. Like, you know, if you think about a uh, Nintendo Switch Direct or something like that, you always have someone like a host coming on and explaining like, here's this next title. And that happened a couple times during this presentation, but not very often. And you also didn't get the like Jeff Keighley, like world exclusive or whatever. So you didn't necessarily know what was, you know, stand out versus not. And the order of it was all over the place. So like you would have like Revenant Hill coming after Marathon, which was like a huge surprise release with, you know, another indie backing it up. So like the structure of the whole presentation, I think left a lot to be desired, which isn't to say like the actual games were bad. It was just like very confusing to know like when you should be paying attention versus not.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And I wonder, you know, I kind of just wonder what's going on. <laughs> like, like it's not like Nintendo has an established uh, formula for this. this sort yeah, of every y'all, just copy the Direct. Like, the way they do the Directs is the way to do it. Well, so I want to come back and talk more about Assassin's Creed, but on that copying the Direct. So Xbox Games has its, like, showcase in a few weeks. Yeah. And they straight up call it Xbox Games Showcase and Starfield Direct. So it, it certainly seems like somebody else got the memo. And that that will be the approach. That At it's least, called Direct, yeah. Well, well that's called Direct, but also <laughs> that like the way that this is going to be presented, I I would be shocked if the Xbox Game Showcase isn't exactly like two Nintendo Directs back-to-back, one being that hey, here are the 20 exclusives that we have coming out, or 10, or whatever. I, I, I'm i not saying 20 because, like, wow, Xbox is just so great at exclusives compared to Sony. I'm saying that's literally just their formula. They bought up a gajillion studios. Yeah. So that's, you know, where Sony is investing in a few really, really expensive properties. It seems like Xbox focus has largely been a whole bunch of smaller to bin size stuff. Yeah, um, I, I
1: think they'll also humanize it a lot you know you'll see a lot of phil spencer in this you'll see a lot of todd howard in this as a way to like again provide context i i think nintendo goes a little too far in the context Mm -hmm. where i don't need to see every single little indie explaining how much their game meant to them when they were you know starving in a gutter (laughs) or something sorry but like that's half of the nintendo direct presentations is like sad indie person talking about their game I don't need all of that. A little bit is good. And I I think Sony probably could have used a little bit more. Yeah. I,
0: for, for the Xbox, what sort of stuff do you think that they will show? Because I feel like Microsoft has announced a ton of games and then they just like disappear.
1: Yeah. I mean, like fable is like a good example of a game that like, hasn't seen the light of day in God knows how long. Um, yeah, I mean, I, on on the Starfield side, I think we're going to see like actual like an actual gameplay gameplay loop, which we haven't seen yet. Um, so that'll be neat. Um, but in terms of like other stuff, yeah, probably some Forza uh, and and probably some more of these like little these franchise games that like have been announced, but have essentially been cooling their heels avowed
0: Everwild. Yeah. Contraband? You remember (laughs) these games? These iconic games. Uh love that contraband. I I am curious if we will hear from any of those. It is deeply weird that we have heard about these games and know practically nothing else about them. Um then again, there has been a pandemic and I'm sure a lot of delays with that. And also I, I I will never complain that people want to announce what they're working on rather than maintaining Needless secrecy. So, yeah. I, I I don't mean the dunk. I just want no. Is just hear funny. anything about them. Uh, um, here's
1: a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: think the word Halo will be said during Absolutely this presentation? Absolutely not. There is no world <laughs> in which, unless it's Halo Season Two is being announced. Um, but the TV show you mean? Woof. No, I I think that they are in full reboot mode right now. Yeah. Wow. Um, Crazy. I do wonder if we will hear the word Persona Three remake three oh. um that is my favorite rumor of e3 not e3 2023 um but i i don't know we'll see yeah i mean i was the metal gear solid
1: remake was definitely high on my list of things i wanted to see um and a bloodborne reboot but we all have our own
0: our own things our own things yeah um w- let's go back to assassin's creed really quick before we wrap yeah um what the hell's going on? What what is this? So, uh, for people who aren't aware, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the next Assassin's Creed game. It is a prequel of sorts to Valhalla, their last game, but it looks like a reboot of the very original Assassin's Creed. It like, does. He's he's got like the white cloak, and he's swinging through the streets in much more like stealth and assassination. Based, yes, not not this like role playing game combat, and. I just don't know. I do not get what what Ubisoft is doing. It is deeply weird. Um, I, I I think... Was this the game that started out as DLC of some kind? I don't the, know the origin story of this game, yeah. quite honestly. I, I know that it is...
1: You're playing as the guy who was the main bad guy in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was the last Assassin's Creed game. And this is, I guess, his origin story because it takes place before, but but maybe not because it's, you know, future tra- time travel brain stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's best
0: not to think about the lore of the Assassin's Creed franchise. It gets too messy. Yeah, but there's there's supposed to be... There's uh, the, like, mega Assassin's Creed. Is it Assassin's Creed Infinity? What yes, is... Infinity, yeah. Yeah, uh, that is still, I guess, being made. There is Skull and Bones, which...
1: Not an Assassin's Creed not, game. Well,
0: no, but looks like it was like pulled from an Assassin's Creed game from a long time ago. Yeah. Um, that is supposedly coming out in 2023. I I believe we're supposed to get another Splinter Cell eventually. That's like kind of been the rumor forever. Um, I don't know. It's just very weird. It, it feels like Ubisoft has not... Followed through, <laughs> or been able to like get a lot of its games to the finish line for for an unusual amount of time.
1: I mean, I'm I'm interested in this game, if only because it's been what is it two years since Valhalla, and they are no longer on the like annual cycle of Assassin's Creed games, and maybe that means we'll see some more um, innovation
0: in that franchise. Yeah, I. I certainly hope so, though I do wonder if that is just more going back to the very beginning and doing, you know, running the playbook all over again. And it's and it's also I mean, we, you know, to bring it up again, like
1: it's hard playing Zelda and then having the desire to climb another tower for no reason. Yeah, that's that's true. I I mean, mean, technically, there are towers in Zelda, but like you just shoot up
0: them. It takes two seconds. I just want to know where my avatar game is not not the last man airbender the pandora exploring avatar that came
1: out didn't it no for the for the first movie it came out
0: yes but there's like a big open world modern avatar game The ubisoft that's not happening no it, it, it is real it exists there is there is footage of this game in the world it is in the same warehouse as beyond good and evil 2 oh yeah that's a very good place um Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird time. That is kind of like my big takeaway with this whole season kicked off and going into it. There is one way of looking at it is, hey, this is kind of weird and not great. There are a lot of big name games that are just remakes or, or reboots, and we're not actually seeing a lot of those games. And then the stuff that is coming out looks like a lot more of the same. That's one way of putting it. The other way of putting it is, one, a lot of people like more of the same. The other part is all of these, like, mid-range studios now having money and having opportunity and having some, like, runway to get their games out and not have to compete against Ubisoft and Activision. Like it was, you know, what, 10 years ago where basically you just couldn't ship something between September and December. That seems like a pretty good win for a lot of new players to, like, Get into the space yeah so i don't know it, it it's i i am encouraged it will be Here, yeah. here's what
1: i'm gonna say i i don't think i don't think anyone should be worried if they watch this presentation or any presentation over the next few weeks and they don't see the game they're obsessed with because as we've learned and it's happened over the last few months it's happened over the last few years as we've learned there are titles that you have never ever heard of and they will come out and be your next favorite game ever and you've never heard of it you don't know what it is right now but a week from now it's going to be out and you're going to be blown away by it and that is where video games is at right now and it's very exciting and it can be like a little worrying that like you don't know exactly what next week's obsession is going to be but i find that very thrilling and so just like let it roll and you
0: will find the thing that you totally love that sounds good it's good advice I'm going to take it for myself. Do you have any honorable mentions before we go? I mean, I've just been playing a lot of Zelda.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what I what I'm currently doing. Uh, I found a way to enhance your horse. I'm not going to like <laughs> offer details beyond that for, okay. for the sake of spoilers. But you can essentially increase the stats of your horse, and the way you do that is by cooking meals. Uh huh. So, for example, someone might ask you. Hey, I need a seafood risotto to enhance your horse. Now, if people have been listening to the show, know that I have not been looking anything up for this game. Uh But you know what I have been looking up? How to make risotto, (laughs) because that gives me clues... In how to make risotto in the game.
0: You won't even search for, like, how to make risotto in the game. You look up the real recipes.
1: I'm I'm looking up real risotto recipes and then trying a bunch of shit. Is it just milk, rice, and cheese? No. Well, rice is a big part of it. I think butter and fit i mean i guess a fish i'm trying a lot of stuff okay okay, like i'm just like experimenting and you know what that's like role playing as link trying a bunch of stuff standing in front of the cooking pot for six hours throwing everything in there
0: it's so true i don't know uh, it's i'm
1: being a total crazy person with this game but it's been really delightful and you know, there's still a ton more to go. So we'll see how long I stay on this
0: train. But for right now, it's been very rewarding. Yes, that is great. I have been playing two things that we can't talk about until a week or two from now. And oh, boy. I, and I can't wait to tell people more about them. So uh, instead of that, as my honorable mention, I'm going to recommend um, Fresh Air because it's springtime. And it's great to open those doors oh, and do a little bit of Oh, I thought you meant the cleaning. podcast. Oh, you know what? Also NPR's Fresh Air, because make yourself a little richer in the brain. Um, I think that's it. I think we did. I think we did an episode. Yay! Yay! Uh, hey, thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Christopher Thomas Plant. His name is Russell Freshdick. This is the Resties, where the rest of the best discuss the best of the rest.
1: Resties.